As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. You're listening to episode 53, brought to you by the Growing Enjoy Philippians study from stonesoupfor5.com. Welcome to Cultivating the Lovely, the podcast for real moms who are seeking Jesus, trying to live their roles well, and working to add just a little bit more loveliness in their lives, even in the little moments. I am your host, Mackenzie Monroe from CultivatingTheLovely.com and across all social media at Bold Turquoise. We're going to be jumping into this episode pretty quickly because it's a longer one than normal, but it's packed full of really fun stuff. But before we get to that, just a little bit of business. You guys always know that you can find us in the Cultivating the Lovely Facebook group. It's so much fun to be able to get to interact with you guys there and see what you're doing and how you're cultivating loveliness in your life. And if you want to take things even a step farther, we've got our Patreon group. Now you can go to patreon.com forward slash cultivating the lovely and you can see everything that we're working on throughout 2018. This month, we're just finishing up working on our master bedrooms and creating habits in our morning and evening routines. And we're also doing a book club of Hello Mornings, which has been so much fun. And next month, I'm really excited because we're going to be jumping into all kinds of self-care with facial care and makeup. So that is one of my favorite topics. And I'm so excited to be able to do videos and talk to you guys all month long about how we can really be taking care of ourselves better in that way. But right now, let's jump into this episode with Angie Elkins. She is the host of Chatology, a really great podcast, and she's full of a wealth of information about how to be raising creative kids and really fostering a creative spirit within your family. I just love how she directs everything back to God and giving God glory through the gifts that we've been given. And I think you guys are really going to enjoy this episode and get to meet Angie if you haven't before. So without further ado, let's get on with the show. Welcome, Angie. Thank you so much. Yay. I'm so happy to be here. I am so excited to have you. We have connected a little bit, mostly through Voxer and through kind of like a podcast group a little bit. But I would love for you to introduce yourself to everyone who maybe hasn't heard of you or your wonderful podcast. (laughs) Okay. Thank you so much. Um, I'm Angie Elkins. I host Chatology which is a podcast for bringing people closer to God and to each other through starting conversations that matter. So really what we do is it's a lot like what you do, Mackenzie. We just um, talk about things that we think are important. We tell our stories because our stories are important and um, how God has worked in our lives and um, yeah, that kind of stuff. And so it's a lot of fun. I started it in June of last year, so I'm still 
very much a newbie. Yeah, but you're coming <laughs> along. You've, you've got a lot of episodes under your belt. Like you're doing a good yeah. job. Thank you. I love it. I really, really love it. And um, it's a lot of fun. I'm married to Robert. He is worship pastor at our church, First Baptist Orlando. And we have three little redheads. Our whole family is redheaded. How fun. Yeah, Yeah, it is fun. That's one of the things people remember about us. Yeah, I bet. (laughs) So it's pretty fun raising three kids in Orlando. Um, You know, it's ministry. Somebody's got to do it. It may as well be us. (laughs) (laughs) I wish I was burdened with that. Yeah, I know. I know. I know some some people who planted a church in Hawaii a few years Mm. ago. It was like, I'm pretty sure that's my calling, too. Yep. (laughs) I need to move there. Absolutely. I'd love to go there, too. But yeah, yeah, it's a lot of fun. We go to Disney as much as we possibly can. We have the annual passes. And it's funny because when we took the job, when my husband took the job on our church staff, And we were interviewing and, you know, you get to the end of that process and they're giving you the package for the salary and all that. And they said, now, it's not part of your package to get Disney annual passes. A lot of people (laughs) think that it might be, but it's actually not. You have to buy your own. (laughs) How funny that people would even actually think that was part of it. Well, right. If I'm moving to Orlando, that should just be a given. I know, but um, yeah, we spring for it every year. And I told my husband when we first first moved here, I said, I don't care if I have to get a job. I want annual passes <laughs> to Disney. So you will make pretty, it happen. That's yeah, awesome. It's pretty fun. And we go as much as we can. We love it. How fun. So as much as you can, like how much is that? Yeah. Are you there every weekend? Well, no, but at, there was a time when we were there almost once a week. Wow. Yeah. Like when we first moved here, when we first got our passes, we loved, our kids were a lot smaller. And so we loved picking them up from school on Friday afternoon and saying, Hey, we're going to Disney. And we would just, yeah, it was, it was so much fun. And it's still fun. Now all my kids are teenagers now, 13, 15 and 17. And so they like to see with their friends a lot more (laughs) than they like it with their family. Sure. But uh, my youngest is the biggest Disney enthusiast in our family, and he is probably going to work for the company one day. He Aww, loves it. Yeah, That is so, so fun. Yeah. So now we try to go a couple times a month. Wow. So do you feel mm-hmm. like, I mean, they are still like, they're still excited about it. It still is like they want to spend time at Disneyland or Disney You know, World. yeah, Disney World. Um, not all of them do. <laughs> my daughter She's a five on the Enneagram, so she is not super social anyway, and like the world is too people for her Yeah, <laughs> most of the time, so she's not always thrilled to go, but there are certain things like the Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party. She loves that, and you know, she likes to do certain things at Disney, but she's not the first one to say, let's go, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But that's so fun because I always worry because we haven't made it to Disney yet. Okay. And yeah. one of these days, hopefully, we'll get there. And I'm like, I have such a range of ages with my kids. I hope by the time we get there, like my oldest kids will still enjoy it. Yeah. And my little ones will be old enough to understand it, you know, like somehow fill all those ages. So. Yeah, we'll, well, my my oldest is 17 and he still loves it. I mean, it, there's just so much to love about it. Yeah. It's you know that there's a whole thing for preschoolers that's awesome and then but the big kids love all the big stuff. But it's just I mean, this sounds so cliché, but it's just magical. Yeah. Like 
It really is. And nobody has the Disney magic. We love Universal and it's a lot of fun, but it lacks the magic. I'm just saying. Yeah, it's well, great. I went going into the fourth grade. So, I mean, okay. that's been a long time ago. But I just remember things like how clean it was and how, you know, you really did feel like you were transported someplace else. <laughs> and it's always been like if we go on one vacation with our kids, that's where I want to take my kids someday. Yeah. So, yeah. hopefully it's someday fun. it'll happen. Yeah, we sometimes we just can't even believe this is our life, you know, yeah. because we'll see people who we know, like we can look at their family of, you know, seven people or whatever and think they probably had to save four years to afford yeah. this vacation. And the fact that we just get to hop in our car and hop on the monorail anytime we want <laughs> yeah. is, yeah, it's pretty magical. That's awesome. <laughs> it's pretty dreamy. Yeah, yeah. it's great. I love it. Well, those that's fun. I didn't even plan on talking about that, but man, <laughs> that's pretty awesome. Well, you know, Orlando, it's, yeah. it's the first thing everybody thinks about. And so it's, it's really fun. And, you know, it's neat too, because we've gotten connected with a lot of the musicians that work at Disney oh, and fun. that, yeah, that's been a lot of fun because we just get to see kind of behind the scenes and yeah. how all that works. And it's like its own little culture. So oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's fun. That is so fun. Okay, well, awesome. Mm -hmm. Well, one of the reasons I'm really excited to have you on the podcast, this isn't actually the main reason that you're here. We're going to get to that in a minute. But I'm having so much fun this year getting to chat with other podcasting women because mm -hmm. we have kind of, you know, this similar lingo, this similar world that we're in that isn't as flooded yet as, like, mm -hmm. the blogging world. Like, I think that people are really familiar with a lot of things about blogging, but not so much about podcasting yet. And so it's so much fun to be able to chat with people who get it and understand it and be able to hear their stories as to why they even started a podcast in the first place. Like, what was your goal? Why did you do it? What are you, what are you trying to accomplish with it? And so I would love for you to be able to share a little bit about what you're doing with Chatology, which, can I just say, is a fabulous name. I love like, naming things and great names and Chatology is just, it's awesome. I love it. Thank you. I'm so glad you like it. My friend Janine actually thought it thought of it. Um, I was looking for a name that kind of said, you know, chat or talk or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I just told her, I said, it'd be great if we could come up with our own word so yeah. I could own the domain. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that really, that was the motivation for coming up with that kind of name because, you know, to find a domain that's not mm -hmm. already bought somewhere, it's really hard. And so she thought up with, she thought it up. So I was really, really happy. As soon as she yeah. said it, I was like, that's it. That's it. It's so cute. A lot of people don't know how to pronounce it because the spelling's a little strange, but. Oh, funny. Yeah. But it's fine. I always. You know, I have a lot of grace for that because it is a made up word. So, yeah. and one of these days it'll just be so well known that everybody will just know. Of course, that's chatology. Wouldn't that be wonderful? <laughs> I, I love it. Well, I started it because I honestly, I found myself in this place. Like I told you before, my kids are all teenagers. Mm -hmm. They're all in school all day. I don't homeschool and they go to a Christian school here in Orlando, actually, that our church is affiliated with. So, okay they're busy. They've got their own thing. And, um, I kept feeling like I need to get a job or, you know, something, but my mm -hmm. heart has always been in ministry always, always, always. And, 
Um, I actually went to seminary. I have a seminary degree. That's where I met my husband. Yeah. And so I just wanted to do some kind of ministry. And I'm at a place in my life, thankfully, my husband's job pays all of our bills. And so I had time and I had this opportunity where I don't necessarily have to make a ton of money. Yeah. Maybe this is the time to just go for something that I've always wanted to do. And, you know, it's God has just worked in my life that way. Um, Also, some other doors closed on me that I thought was going to I thought that was going to be my path. Mm -hmm. And so I was walking down a path. The door just closed and I was just disappointed and kind of sad for like a year. Yeah. (laughs) I just kind of wallowed in it. And I thought, you know, God, you've just got to lead me towards something that I want to do that is going to be fun for me, Mm -hmm. um, but that will be ministry and that will reach people and um, do something important because I don't think that I am cut out to be a person that can go punch a time clock at a store Mm -hmm. at the mall. Although I think that's great. And a lot of people do it. And I love that, but that's just not what I wanted to do. You know, I wanted to be able to build something on my own and grow it and something that was unique and had my own personality around it. So, um, I loved podcasts and I, the first podcast I ever listened to was serial season one. Okay. (laughs) That was the first time I found podcasting. And so have you listened to that? I haven't. I've heard a lot about it, but I've not actually listened to it. Okay. Well, I mean, warning to everyone listening, if you haven't listened to it, it, it's definitely not PG, but uh, but it's like super, I don't know. It just draws you in. It's so good. And so that kind of set the bar high for podcasts for me. And then I started reaching, kind of branching out and finding other podcasts that were like, um, you know, special interest, like mm-hmm. things that I liked. And I was like, oh my gosh, I, this is a whole new world I didn't know about. And I found some of my favorite podcasts and just started listening. And I thought, you know what? I want to do that. Yeah. So I thought, I'm just going to give it a go. And Mackenzie, if there's one thing I know about myself, it's that I have the ability to figure something out. I may yeah. not be great at whatever it is, but I can figure it out and do it myself. And yeah. so- that was it. That's how I started. That's awesome. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun. And I, um, you know, I didn't know what I was doing. I knew that I could figure it out. Like I said, Yeah. but I have been doing that along the way and really because of your help, oh. because honestly, I mean, how many times have we voxed each other back and forth? And I've been like, what does this mean? Help me with this. You know, it's just, it's hard. Well, I think because it is, newer. It's not like blogging. It's like even if you go to Pinterest and you look up like how to promote your podcast or how to grow your podcast, or there's nothing there, you know, because it's still so, I mean, it's not so new, but it's new in terms of it's not as widespread as blogging is yet. And so there just really aren't the resources there. So without each other, without us lady podcasters kind of being able to band together and bounce things off of one another and see what's working for you, what's not working for you, how are you working this thing out, there's no way to find out information. I feel like we're kind of 
blazing this trail and trying to figure it out as we go. And so I'm so thankful for people like you who I can talk about things with and who it's just also enjoyable. I mean, it's like when people are into knitting, they have a knitting club or like, you know, they, you know, we have book <laughs> yeah. clubs. We have all these things where we get together with other people to discuss because we have this common language. And sometimes you just want people who understand what you're talking about. Yes. And there's not many of us out there who really are like, you know, having to edit their podcasts and how do you handle a guest like this? And, you know, it's so fun to be able to talk to people who just have that that similar knowledge base, I think. Yeah, it is for me, for sure. And especially when you're like the host of your show and it's just you. Yeah. And you feel like your wheels are turning all day long about it and there's no one else thinking about it. Yeah. But you. Yes. I mean, it really, it, it starts to feel really heavy. And yeah. so just to have another person to go, girl, I get you. You yes. know, that's, yes, that has been so great. And that was one, I think you and I kind of split off of yeah. our boxer group. <laughs> we kind of did. Because yeah. everybody else, it wasn't, I mean, they are, and they like their podcasts and they're invested in them, but I think we're, we're headed in a different direction with ours and they're more consuming than the other people have a lot of other things going on too, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I think so too. And so it was super helpful for me just to find you and go, please, can I cling to you and yes. <laughs> give me advice? But it's been good for even your questions you've asked are things that's like, well, I need to kind of think through that, too. And so it helps me to to stay on top of my game, you know? Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah, totally. I get it. Yes, it's fun. Mm hmm. I'm going to take a minute to tell you guys about this week's sponsor. It's actually a sponsor we've had before. Carrie from StoneSoupForFive.com contacted me because she's a good friend and I always like to know what's going on with her business and her life. And she just put out this week a brand new Bible study on Philippians called Growing in Joy. But I want to talk to you guys about it because being Carrie's friend, I got to kind of just sit down and have her pour out her heart to me about what this study means to her and how she wants it to impact people. It's not like your normal average Bible study that you get and you got to do a whole page for a day or read an entire chapter. Carrie strongly feels like We are rushing through the Bible a lot of times. It's just one more thing on our to-do list. We're trying to get through the Bible in a year or get through this book in a month or get it done or get this done. And we're not really savoring and soaking it in and letting it do the powerful work in our lives that it is able to do. And so this study in Philippians, growing in joy, she wanted it to be something that we really sit with and savor because she didn't want to just give this blanket, okay, we're supposed to be joyful and have everything move along as it normally does. She knew that this is a hard thing because we have real lives, hard lives, that it's difficult to just slap on a happy face and say we're going to be joyful. It has to be something much deeper than that. And so her Philippian study is supposed to be worked through at your own pace to let things simmer and sink in the way that they're supposed to and really do the work that you need to do to make joy real in your life and to have that relationship with Jesus so that joy is possible. Carrie has put together a beautiful study, you guys. She sent it to me, and her journal and doodle studies always bless my heart, but this one just especially hits home. And today and tomorrow, she is offering a launch package. Just through the 21st of February, 2018, she is offering four beautiful printable verse cards and this really fun PDF that just has 
all the doodles. She calls it a doodle library, so everything from Philippians study all in one great little package. And all of that is only $10, you guys. You can even get the hard copy version of the actual journal from Amazon. And we will have that link in the show notes at boldturquoise.com forward slash 053 so that you can hop right over there and be able to give us a little bit of credit as well, which we always appreciate. But along with this study for the mamas, She's also got a student study that I think is really good, and I think that I'm gonna have my boys do it because I think we kind of need this pace to just be able to slowly simmer through things and work on it together. But then she's also got a younger kids study that has coloring pages and a lap book format, which I think is really fun. I think that would be a great fit for Emerson, my five-year-old, and I would love to see you guys doing it too. If you do, please post your pictures on Instagram or Facebook and tag me in them because I would love to see how you're using this yourself and with your family. So again, you guys, you can't beat that price and all the extra stuff that you get with it for all the goodness and the joy that will come by savoring this Bible study. Go to stonesoupfor5.com or like I said, hop over to our show notes and hit the Amazon link so that you can grab the study from over there. I greatly appreciate it. Carrie greatly appreciates it. And I think you're really going to like it. So but the real reason I have you on this show today, (laughs) other than all our, you know, behind the scenes podcasting chat is that you are super creative and musical and you're raising this amazing (laughs) musical family. And I want to hear more about that. So first of all, just give us like the background on you because you and your husband are like Mm -hmm. musical amazingness. So how did that happen? How did you grow up? (laughs) How did you become musical? Tell us about that. Yeah. Okay. I love talking about this. I'm so happy to get the chance to talk about it. But um, yeah, I grew up um, in the Memphis area in a Christian family. I went to church from, you know, the day my parents brought me home from the hospital. Yeah. And um, I just found a love for music early in my life. But the girl across the street from me was taking piano lessons and I thought she was cool. So to me, piano lessons were cool, you know? And I remember going to my mom when I was little and saying, I want to learn to play the piano. And so she said, okay. And they bought me a piano and they put me in lessons. Yeah. And I had like, I didn't know this of course at the time, but now I'm looking back. I had probably one of the best piano teachers in Memphis. Wow. And it was just that she was the organist at my church. Like my parents didn't know how to go find the best piano teacher in Memphis. They just, she was the one they knew and she just happened to be fantastic. And I know it really worked out great. And, um, so I grew up, I took piano lessons when I was a kid. I quit when I was in high school because that's what everybody does. Yeah. And then, uh, but I just loved music and I started singing. It's funny because I knew that I could sing as a kid, like, that I was like a soloist type Mm -hmm. voice, but I didn't, I didn't really know, no, until I guess I was in late elementary school and they started giving me solos at church. And I was like, Oh, I can like really sing. Okay. (laughs) And so, yeah, it was fun. And so I could just grew up singing in church and youth choir, all the things. Amy Grant was my favorite of all. And she still is one of my very favorite. And, you know, she was the one when I was growing up, it was Amy Grant or Sandy Patty and you chose one of them and I couldn't (laughs) hit the high notes. So she was mine, but I just loved everything about her. And so I grew up singing. And then when I went to college, I knew I just 
the next step was to be a music major. And so I did that. I was a voice major in college. And then um, I went to seminary after that because I wanted to do ministry. And I did, I just didn't know exactly how it was going to all fit together. I just kind of took the next step, you know, Mm -hmm. like you do. Yeah. And um, so I got my degree there in music education, which is where I met my husband. And he was there. Um, also to do ministry, but he is like, I'm musical and I'm a musician, so I'm not putting myself down, but my husband is the real talent in the family. (laughs) He, um, grew up playing piano and he's like super crazy talented. And he went to Berkeley in Boston. And I don't know if you're familiar with that, but it's, it's one of the top music schools in the country, but it's for contemporary music. Yeah. So it's like, the contemporary version of Juilliard. Oh, um, okay. Yeah. yeah See, so I'm like, super familiar with Juilliard coming from a musical theater background. Yes. So, yeah. Yes. So it's like people like uh, Quincy Jones, like those kinds of people are okay. associated with Berkeley. Yeah. So um, anyway, he went to school there and then went to seminary afterwards. We met there and um, he is an arranger and an orchestrator and writes a lot of music for the local church. So if you go to a church that does like hymn arrangements that are a little more contemporary, mm-hmm. you've probably done one of his arrangements Fine. because he, yeah. So he's, he's like published in, in the church world. He's, you know, one of those guys. Yeah. <laughs> that's super fun. Yeah. Yeah. So we had three kids and of course, when they came along, music's so important to us and it's been such a love of our lives that we wanted to pass it on, but not just music, but also the, the principle of giving your music to the Lord and letting him Mm. use it for his glory. And that has always been a passion for me, um, as a music educator is that we don't just teach kids to be good musicians because music is great, but if you're not giving God glory with your art, um, it's, it's, it's just not as powerful, you know? Um, I mean, that's why we were created is to give him glory. So, um, that's been a big passion for me. Yeah. Oh, I Mm -hmm. love that. So you guys wanted to pass this on to your kids. Mm -hmm. How did you go about that? Like, did you pick an instrument for them? How old were they? What did that look like for you guys? Yeah. These are the questions that people are always asking me, but yeah, we did, we started with piano because, my husband is a pianist and I had played a little piano. And so we, that's what we knew the best, mm-hmm. but, um, I wouldn't necessarily say start with the piano, no matter, you know, what I think that it's important to know your kid and to just kind of see what they're interested in and what they're attracted to. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will say it's a commitment when you yeah. decide, yeah, when you decide we're going to take piano lessons or violin lessons or whatever, um, your kid's not going to like it. Like there comes a point where they go, I don't like it anymore, mom. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, and I don't like math either, but I do it every day and you persevere, you know, Yeah. because there's always a a day your kid wakes up and says, I don't want to go to football practice today. You know, it's just, you have to make it a commitment because you will bail (laughs) Yeah, you will bail because it's expensive and your kid doesn't want to do it. And it's, it's just one of those things. But if you say, okay, but we want to know how to play the piano, we're going to do this. And 
I think, you know, you've got to find the right teacher and all of that that's willing to work with you. But um, I think it's important to let the kids speak into the instrument for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I think different personality types are more physical, you know, I think some of them like the more inward instruments. Like I think of the violin because you, it's a, you have to tune it yourself. It's just, it's so inward and personal. Uh, The voice is probably the most personal instrument Mm -hmm. because it's actually inside your body, you know? Um, So all of those things, you know, that I think your child has to speak into it as well. I love that you included the voice because Mm -hmm. I always felt like, well, I didn't really learn an instrument. I I took violin. I took a little bit of piano, a little bit of guitar, you know, just like dabbling in things. But I took nine years of vocal lessons, Mm -hmm. but I never think of it as like, oh, I, you know, learned an instrument. But it, I love that you include that. Like that's, that counts for something, you know. (laughs) Absolutely. In fact, I have a pet peeve that Sometimes when people are referring to instrumentalist, they'll they'll say the musicians go over here and the singers go over here. Mm. And I want to go, no, wait a minute. We're all musicians. Yeah, (laughs) we're all musicians. They are instrumentalists. We are vocalists. I get that. But, you know, it's just a thing. People don't, you know, they don't think about it. But uh, but yeah, the voice is definitely an instrument that you have to train on in nine years. You must be a good singer. I'm not too shabby. I mean, it's like you don't want to toot your own horn again, you know, kind of like what you're saying. Right. But, but yeah, I, yeah, I can that, sing. That's you know, yeah, I, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I've led worship teams and, you know, I've, I've had a lot of leads and a lot of musical theater shows. And that's just, that's, that's how oh, I grew I up. That. So, yeah, I yeah. started out, you know, in dance and then messing around with, took violin, you know, fifth and sixth grade and everything. But by that time I was really getting in to musical theater. So, you know, I've done Sarah and Guys and Dolls and Evita and, you know, all those fun things. So yeah, it's something every once in a while on Periscope, because I used to do a Periscope show. I don't know if you know that, but it was like, yeah, yeah. You tell me. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So five days a week I was on Periscope Uh doing this morning show. And one day I just like out of the blue, somebody put something up and it was like a line from memory from cats. And so I just like busted out a line from memory, just not, <laughs> not thinking about it. And everyone was like, oh my gosh, we had no idea that you could sing. I was like, eh, yeah, it's not one of those things you want to just be like, yeah, so hey, everybody, yeah. you didn't know, but I actually have a really good voice. You know, it just feels right. too weird, but you know, yeah. sometimes those no. opportunities come up. I know that's so awesome. And I love that because I mean, that's one of the things like with music, you can make a career of it or you can, it can just be something that you use throughout the rest of your life. Yeah. And I mean, that's me, you know, I'm not making a living, although I do lead worship like for events and stuff like that, but that's not my main thing. Yeah. Um, but I'm still using it every day, but the important thing And I just said this, but I'm going to say it again. The important thing is that we understand that the gift that we have is for God's glory and not our own. So if we use it in our church choir or if we use it in the church orchestra or if we are professional musician at Disney or um, if you're on The Voice or, you know, whatever it is. I mean, that's the important thing. And I always go back to this example and 
just go with me for a second. But I remember when Michael Jackson died years ago, Mm -hmm. you know, and everybody was just like, oh, the greatness of his musicianship and all of the things. I just couldn't help but think, you know, if somebody in a, a local church had gotten a hold of him and said, let me tell you about your gift and let me tell you why you have it. Mm-hmm. It's it's for God's glory. You know, yeah. if somebody had been able to teach him that and his family that, you know, and like the local church had been there to say, hey, we are here for you and let's open our arms to this family and show mm-hmm. them. And, you know, I just how could we change the world for God's glory if we learn to give um, him glory with our art? Yeah. You know? Absolutely. I think that's so important. I think that, yeah, that perspective is lacking in our culture a lot. I think especially because I think we tend to look at the arts as being very um, mainstream or sometimes worldly or, you know, it's we kind of set it apart and Mm. being liberal and that kind of thing instead of allowing art to also be used just like you're saying for his glory and to bring those people in and share with those people and show them how it can look different for God. Mm -hmm. I think that's so important and something we need to be more aware of because it is so impactful and God is creative. Yeah, exactly. And you know, one of the things I always, I love King David in the Bible. He's one of my favorite characters and, you know, he is a man's after he's a man after God's own heart. Mm -hmm. And, I always love to think, I know it was because of his faith. I know that, but I also love to think that his musicianship and the fact that he was a songwriter and that he used his art to give God glory and we still sing his songs today. You know, like I love to think as a church musician, especially that that is one of the things that God loved about him, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's really special and, um, my my husband, he talks a lot about Bach. Bach is his favorite musician. He is the ultimate church musician. And, you know, he was using his musicality and his musicianship to get ready for Sunday. I mean, yeah. that's what he did. He was just getting ready for Sunday. And um, we, I guess we forget the importance of that in the spiritual realm and the bigger picture, you know, mm-hmm. when we're getting ready for Sunday. What, what we're really doing is we're leading God's people in to worship. So... Yeah. It's pretty special. Well, and for worship and also for just grounding truth in us, because there is something about music, like, you know, it's been proven that we remember (laughs) things better when it's set to a tune. And just being able to focus on those truths that God has for us. I know a lot of people just listening to the radio, it's like a song can impact you so much just being able to touch where you're at and help you to realize there are other people who've gone through what you've gone through. Like there is power in music Mm. and allowing that to be part of almost like one of our spiritual disciplines to allow us to not only worship God, but connect with him and learn about him and grow that relationship. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, It totally does. And it's such a great tool just for learning scripture, all of the Mm -hmm. things. I mean, it's, it's just a gift. It really is. It really is a gift from God. And so we have a son that's kind of following in our oldest son is following in my husband's footsteps on the piano. He is absolutely miraculous to watch. Like it's so much 
fun yeah. when you see your kids doing that. And he's actually going to Berkeley this summer for wow. a five-week program. Yeah, he'll be a senior next year, so he's not going to college yet. But he's going to go for five weeks. I'm sending my baby to Boston. Oh, oh my gosh. I know. It's crazy. But um, so that's really fun. And um, we've just worked really hard to find their thing, you know. And yeah. I think I told you before we started recording that my daughter is – she is – you know, playing that middle child mm-hmm. card really hard right now. She doesn't want to claim being musical, but she loves music and she yeah. actually plays steel drums at our school, but she, um, is an artist. And so we are doing everything we can to support her art mm-hmm. and just pour into it. Just like we've poured into piano lessons, um, for the, uh, well, she took piano lessons too, but just the way we've poured into that, we want to be supportive and find her, help her find her gifts and teach her to give God glory with those gifts. And then my youngest is 13 and you'll love this Mackenzie because you're a musical theater person. I am waiting right this moment to find out he auditioned for Beauty and the Beast. Our middle school is doing Beauty and the Beast. They're waiting to see what part he got. So we're super excited. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, back in the day when my they would post it on the theater door and my mom would allow me to take her pager to work or to school with me. And I mean, this is totally showing, you know, we didn't have the cell phones and the whatever, but she would allow me to take my pager and we would have this code like this part was the number one. This part was the number two. And so she would page me like at lunch. So I would know which part I got. So I was like, I can't wait till school's over. I have to know. So, yeah, so fun. Yeah, it is so much fun. I love seeing my kids do what they love to do. Mm-hmm. And it's it's fun that I love to do it too, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It really is. I was a cheerleader too in high school and nobody cares about that. So <laughs> <laughs> I had to get, had to let that one go. Well, I'm, but, I'm just impressed that after being a cheerleader, you were able to pursue your vocal stuff so much <laughs> because like when I was in musical theater, it was the big deal. All the directors were like, do not become a cheerleader. You will ruin your voice. <laughs> It's true. I mean, you have to be very careful. And yeah. I, I, now I tell my voice students, don't yell. Yeah. And she was like, I had one voice student and she was like, I'm going to, I'm going to be at this concert, but I'm going to yell from my diaphragm. And I went, honey, you are not going to yell. Yeah. <laughs> you are not going to yell. No, you're a singer. You don't yell. Yeah. That's so funny. I know I even have to think about that now just um, with the podcast, but even more so being a voiceover artist. It's mm. like, I have to really protect this. Like if I get sick, I can't make money. <laughs> I got to right. keep my voice sounding decent. Yeah, it really is a thing. And, you know, people, I don't know, I guess if you're not around people who sing for a living, mm-hmm. um, it's it kind of can come across a little prima donna, I guess. But yeah. Because I'm around a lot of those people because of Disney. And and, I mean, somebody walks in the room with a cold and they're like, get away from me. Do not come near me. Yeah. (laughs) You know, yeah, I have to take days off work because I have a cold or I can't, you know, phonate at all. So it's not like, you know, answering the phone where it doesn't. Yeah, you don't sound great. But who who really cares? You know, it's like, (laughs) no, they I can't record a job and send it in as complete. They will not accept it. I can't make the money. So, Mm -hmm. yep. Yeah, it's tricky. 
for sure. Yeah, so it's fun. So you're going to be doing a whole series on your podcast about creative families, though, right? Yes, and I'm so excited about it. Um, when I first started Chatology, that was one of the things I was battling with. I was like, how can I work in my love for the arts and music and all of those things into Chatology? Because it's not strictly an arts-related podcast, but sure. we do have Disney musicians on. We have all kinds of people talking about their God stories. But um, – so I came up with this idea. I'm going to do a special series, probably is going to come out in May. So we've got a little time, Yeah. but I'm interviewing people who can answer all these questions about, like you asked me, how do you pick an instrument? Um, how do you choose a teacher? I can answer some of these questions and give you my opinion, but I thought, you know what? Let's just ask a bunch of people yeah. and find out what they think. And so... I'm excited. I've got Carrie Job's mom, Sandy Job, so is going to come on. Yeah, and she's going to just talk about how Carrie grew up and um, how what, the choices that she made and how she got to where she is and how, as a mom, she was able to facilitate that yeah. and help her follow her dream. You know, um, I also have Kate Battistelli coming on, and uh. I don't. Yeah, I'm excited about her. She's Francesca Battistelli's mom, and I love she's that you're a- having the moms on. <laughs> That's so awesome. Well, I mean, that's what we all want to know, right? Yeah. Like, what's my role? What's that's, my role that's in that? That's brilliant, though, because most people would just want to interview the person. Like, how did you yeah. get here? But interviewing their moms, that's like next level <laughs> podcasting. I'm so impressed. Oh, yay. Hooray. Thank you. I'm excited about it because, I mean, the moms are the ones that that drove them yeah. to the lessons, you know? And I mean, yeah. my husband, my mother-in-law tells stories about, you know, when my husband was taking piano lessons, how she would drive him, you know, an hour and a half to a lesson to be with the special teacher and like the sacrifices that the parents make is what gets them there, you know? Mm -hmm. And so that's why I'm going there. But Kate, if your listeners are not familiar with her, she's a speaker and a writer in her own right. And she's fantastic. And I met her because I was leading worship. Oh, this is a great story. I was leading worship for an event she was speaking at. And of course I knew she was Francesca's mom, but I didn't know if she was musical at all. And so we sat down at the table we were eating and I said, so are you musical? And she went, yeah, actually I am. And I said, oh my gosh, you are. Tell me. And she said, yeah, um, I was in the touring company of the King and I with Yul Brenner. She was. Whoa. Yeah, she was the. What's the part? What's the role that's opposite the teacher? Oh, I can't you know? think of it either. I can't think of it. But anyway, that was her. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> oh my goodness. With Yul Brenner. Yeah. And so, you know, me, I'm about to get up and lead worship. And I'm like, yeah. oh, shoot. <gasps> like, I'm used to being the musician in the room. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, it was, awesome. But she, of course, she's wonderful and gracious. But she and her husband met in New York City. He was like the conductor of the Philharmonic or something amazing. And so they're they're musical. But they were in Orlando, and Francesca got her start here. So wow. I'm super excited to talk to her and get yeah. that whole story. And um, that'll be fun to listen you, to. Won't it? Yeah. I know. I just can't wait to hear it. And yeah. So um, many of your listeners may be familiar with the Annie Moses Band. I don't know if you know them, mm-hmm. but they are a family of Juilliard trained musicians. Oh, wow. Um, they're, uh, uh, there's like seven or 12 of them. I don't even know. They're, they're a family band. 
and they're amazingly inspirational. And uh, Robin Wolliver is the mom of that group. And she and her husband are both very musical as well. He's an arranger and um, she's a writer. And so she's going to come on and talk to me about that. She has a book out too, and I've read it and it's fantastic. So like, yeah, I'm really excited. What a fun series. I love that. Yeah, I think it's going to be neat. I'm going to have somebody on to talk about artistic temperament too, because it's not, yeah, it's not just about the steps to creating a great musician. You know, Mm -hmm. it's like, I want to know my child and what makes them tick and why they respond this way and how I can encourage them without pushing them too far. And um, so one of my voice students is Michael Campion and you may not know his name. But he it sounds is familiar for some reason, though. Okay, so he's on Fuller House. He oh, is. Oh yes, yes. <laughs> Jackson Fuller. So he's yes! Candace Cameron's oldest kid. So he's on that show, and so his mom is going to come on and talk about all of that and how that happened. So and, fun. Yeah, and and he's an actor. You know, he's yeah. not. Can you still hear it? I can. I can too. It's. Um, it's my son calling to tell me what part he got, but it's oh, fine. <laughs> you should just answer. I'm going to text him real quick. Um, okay, hold on. I'll I'll call him real quick, if you don't mind. I don't mind at all. I know what that is. To... Hey, what'd you get? Maurice. Yay, oh, Maurice. Isn't that great? Yeah. <laughs> Baby, that's awesome. I know. I love it. I know, me too. I'm so excited. Okay. Yay. I'm so proud of you. Okay, I got to run. I love you. Bye. Bye. Love you too. Oh, oh that's so fun. Great. I love yeah. it. I'm proud of him. Okay, so anyway, so Michael is an actor. And so that's great. I mean, he's a mu- he's musical too, but it'll be neat to just kind of hear how all of that came about yeah. and the whole Hollywood thing and all of it. So I'm excited. Oh, so fun. Oh, my goodness. I'm so excited. That's going to be an awesome series. I can't wait to yeah. hear it. Thank you. Well, it sounds to me like you're cultivating like all kinds of loveliness in your life. (laughs) But is there any one specific thing you are doing right now to add a little bit more lovely? You know, it's funny. When you asked me to be on your show, I was so excited because I've not been a guest on a podcast. And I texted a couple of my friends who are super supportive. And I said, guess what? I'm going to be on a podcast called Cultivating the Lovely. And my friend Erin said, oh, my word. That's your word for the year. Oh. So I know. Cultivate is my word for the year. Fun. So I know. I was like, oh, my gosh, it totally is. So honestly, I'm trying to focus in on cultivating a lot of things right now. Um, the podcast is probably the first thing that comes to my mind. But, mm-hmm. you know, when you choose words for the year, you just never know which way they're going to go. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to cultivate my time at home with my kids and my oldest is 17 and I think I have 19 months left with him before he goes oh, to college. My goodness. That's so crazy <laughs> yeah. to think about. Isn't it? And I could cry right now thinking about it, but I really want to cultivate that time with him. Yeah. Um yeah, so it's it's kind of like savoring in a way yeah. just all those moments and the time and um, all of the things around me that I'm loving, just kind of taking a moment to go, this is worth a little more of my attention, you yeah. know? Yeah. 
Um, so yeah, I guess that's it. Really yeah. the podcast mainly, but, um, ministry, I mean, it's just ministry. Yeah, that's absolutely. That's what I'm focusing on. Yeah. I love that. I think that's a great answer. I am currently cultivating loveliness. I mean, like you said, there's a lot of things I'm kind of doing, but something I just tried and I'm, I actually committed to, I'm going to give it a good go for a month is I went to a bar workout class. Oh girl. Yes. Yeah. It was like the official, (laughs) the bar method. And I just thought, you know, this is something I used to be a dancer, but man, am I not in dancing shape anymore. (laughs) And I have not done, I haven't had the opportunity to do anything like this in a long, long time. So I thought, you know what? I have the ability. I have this time when I I don't have to worry about getting childcare for my kids and stuff. So I'm going to do it. And so I went and did it and I like, I almost threw up. <laughs> I almost, Me too. I, I was so intense. And then I yes. I got in my car, like I managed to get my wobbly legs to my car. And then I had to sit there for like 15 minutes because I was like, <laughs> I don't know if my legs are strong enough at this point to actually press on the gas pedal to get my car home. <laughs> but finally, yes. I recovered a little bit. And I managed to get home and I did, I bought, like they had a package, like you could come as many times as you want for the next 30 days. And I was like, you know what? I need to just commit to doing something like this. And as hard as it was, and as dead as my body currently feels two days later, it was so good. Like everything I'm going through just emotionally and everything to just like do something really hard with my body was actually like a big stress reliever, even though I'm sore. Does that make sense? Well, and didn't you tell me you're an eight on the Enneagram? Yes, I think I am, which, okay. Yeah. I don't remember if I shared on a podcast. Yeah. How I think I figured it out. I basically, you know, that book, (laughs) the road back to you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I think this is probably though indicative of an eight. I listened to the audio book up to the point where they talked about the eights, which was like the second okay. one they actually talked yep. about because they kind of went was, backwards. Yeah. And I was like, okay, yep, that's me. I don't need to listen to the rest of it. <laughs> they say that's what eights typically do, by the yeah. way. So I'm yep. thinking it's probably a pretty good assessment that I'm an eight, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, the reason I ask you is because they say, and I'm an eight too. So yeah. that this is how I know this. They say that that kind of physical like work with your body it really is good, especially for eights, huh. like to, yeah, to work out like your, whatever you're feeling, your emotion, your frustration, your stress, that eights really benefit from physical activity. Yeah. See, cause so I often sense. feel that with singing, like if I'm super oh. stressed, if I just belt out a good song, like right now, the greatest showman, <laughs> Yes, if you, girl. If you drive by me in the car, then I am pretty much <laughs> putting on a show because I don't hold back. Like, ask my children. <laughs> it is all out every time. But it's a serious stress reliever for me to, like, actually yeah. exert that energy to, like, sing a song full on, yeah. belt it out. So I guess it yeah. makes sense that, you know, a workout or something. But I am not a workout girl. Like, I, one of my friends, she texted me the night that I did it because I posted on Instagram. She was like, oh my gosh, I'm so proud of you. And I'm shocked. And I was like, you're never going to get me to run a marathon. So don't get any ideas. (laughs) 
<laughs> but I'm going to give this a try. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. That's awesome. I'm really impressed. I went one time with a friend who used to teach bar. Oh, wow. Yeah. And she was like, okay, let's go get lunch, you know, and walking along. And I'm like, um, <laughs> I got to throw up. Like, yeah. <laughs> and it is funny because if you've never done it and you just sort of see what they do, you don't understand why it's so yeah. awful. But <laughs> I'm impressed. I That's was just, awesome, I was McKinsey. so relieved when I looked in the mirrors and the ladies behind me who clearly were like regulars at the studio, their legs were shaking madly. And I was like, okay, it's not just me because I'm the newbie. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I'm glad to know that you had as hard a time as I did. That yeah. brings me a little comfort, strangely enough. Yeah. She was like, I can tell that you used to be a dancer. Like, oh. yeah, used to be is the key word there. Yep. Yeah. Oh, so, bless it. That's yeah. funny. So, yep. But it was good. I'm going to I'm gonna give it a good, honest try for 30 days. So we'll see Good for you. That's yeah. great. I love it. Yeah. Me too. Hopefully I will still love it in 30 days. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And it won't hurt as badly as I do now. Yesterday, it was like even breathing. <laughs> it was like, oh my yes. gosh. Yeah. Yes. I yeah. totally know. And like going down steps or up steps oh, goodness. even. It's just, and no, like yeah. yellow legs. Totally. Yeah. And my yeah. parents happen to have like the longest flight of stairs in the history oh, no. of townhomes in oh, no. the house we're living in. So, yes. Oh, yep. girl. But I made it. I'm, I'm, bad. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be okay. Yeah, I'm going to go back. I keep just got to keep telling myself that. Okay, so are you ready for my stock questions? I think so. So I've heard you do them, but I didn't like think of my answers. Good. So yeah, so we'll see. Yes. Are they always the same? They are. Okay, okay. Yes. Okay. Candles okay, or essential oil diffuser? Candles. Okay. I love both, but candles. Okay. Cloth napkins or paper? Like, what do I use or what do I like? Tell us both. <laughs> I use paper, but I'd love to be a, you know, a cloth napkin person. Sure. Yeah. I think I think there's a little bit of us who all want to be more sophisticated, but when push comes to shove, we end up with yeah. paper. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Okay. City or country? City, totally. All right. Paper or digital? Uh, ooh, good one. I don't remember that one. Um, <laughs> gosh, that's hard. I, I'm going to say paper okay. because I love pens and I love yeah. handwriting mm -hmm. and I love a, like a really neat paper. So yeah. I'm going to say paper. Okay. Shopping online or in store? Online probably. Okay. Yeah. It's four o'clock and you're, or whatever time you make dinner, and you're making dinner and need a mental break. Do you listen to a podcast or music? Podcast. Okay. Totally. Which are your mm -hmm. favorites? So I love the Enneagram podcasts. Okay. They are, they're probably the only podcast I do not miss. Okay. Um, I listen every single week to those episodes. I also love, do you know Lisa Whittle? Mm, I don't know. Okay, so she's a writer and a speaker, and she has just started a podcast called Five Word Prayers Daily, and it's a five-minute podcast every oh, day. Oh, fun. Well, five days a week. It's five days yeah. a week. But it's like you drop your kids off at school and then put it on on your way home, and it's like just a little inspiration. I and like it's it. Five minutes. So, yeah, 
that's one of my favorites. Okay. Chocolate, milk, or dark? Um, can I say white? Sure. Because I love all chocolate, but I love white chocolate. Okay. Yeah. Sports or no sports? No sports. Okay. Yeah, you guys are a big music family. There's no time for that business. <laughs> well, we love to watch sports, but we, none of us play sports, really. Okay. Live broadcasting. Would you rather broadcast or watch? Honestly, I think I'd rather watch. Okay. Isn't that funny? That does surprise me. <laughs> I like Instagram stories. I love to watch Instagram stories, and I I like doing them okay, but I find myself having to try. Yeah. Harder than I would think, you know? Yeah. But I love watching them. Okay. Who are some of your favorite <laughs> Instagram stories people to watch? Um, okay. So my one of my very favorites is Jessica Vosk. Okay. She is, she is Elf. Well, she was Elphaba in the touring Wicked. Okay. And the, she is stinking hilarious. Now, she's she may be a believer. I don't know. But just warning. Yeah. <laughs> Um, she's one of my favorites. I love Amy Hannon. Do you know her? I don't. These are new to okay. me. Okay. Oh, good, good. You have to go follow them. Yes. Okay. A Amy Hannon. She was just on my show, by the way, if anybody wants to listen. But, um, Fun. she is Una Mays on Instagram. Oh, okay. And yes. Yeah. I just, okay. just heard about her. I think okay. I just followed her like last week. Okay. She's one of my favorites. She's a pastor's wife, just like me, but she owns a kitchen store and she just put out this amazing new cookbook and I just love her stories. I just think she's super entertaining. And then I love Emily Thomas. Yes. She's one of my favorites. Yeah. Yes. So she's funny. hilarious every time. Yeah. yeah. She totally, would, totally. She's one of my top people. And then kind of like you were saying with the first gal you mentioned, Bev Cooks. Oh my goodness. Yes. She's really? Okay. Hilarious. But then again, I'm like, <laughs> I don't know. You might have to like watch it. I don't know. But she, she just cracks me up every time. She's so weird. And she's, she like <laughs> just doesn't hold back. She's just willing to be as weird as she wants to be. But she's yeah. also like beautiful and super classy and has this like food blog that's amazing. Oh, <laughs> but then she's oh, just so weird. That. And I love the crazy things <laughs> that she says. And she does that's all awesome. these like accents. And oh my goodness, I can't that's get my favorite. Yeah, I love it. Okay, Jessica Vosk is the same way. Like she does accents and she will break out into the song too and of course she's a broadway star so she's amazing yeah. um but she's mostly just ridiculous i love <laughs> that i love it yeah yeah she's yeah. great those are my favorite insta stories to watch like where it's just just goofy like i go to that for yeah. like a break in the day mm -hmm. yeah me too and if i see that she's got one i'll skip everybody else just to watch yeah. hers because she's yeah. so funny that's yeah. the way it is with bev cooks and emily thomas for me i love both of theirs yeah I'm the same with Emily too. I think she's so fun. I love her sense of humor yes. and I heard her talking about it on your show and how she was saying it, it gets her in trouble sometimes. Yeah. And I could totally see that because I, I feel like sometimes I've got dry humor, not as great as hers, but sometimes people yeah. don't understand. Yes. And hers <laughs> is so intense and wonderful. I love yeah, it. Okay. Love there's it. one more though. I just thought of, I have to mention as long as we're talking yes. about this, and my Instagram app won't work. Okay, because I can only think of her first name. So what is it? Where is she? It's Allison. The Allison Show. Oh, oh. my goodness. What is it? Tell me. It's this gal who, I mean, 
again, this is, I mean, she's a mom of three, but she will like dance, <laughs> like, <laughs> like grind. I mean, she's, she'll be on a morning run and then she'll stop in the middle of the road and like get down with her bad self <laughs> with like people watching. And she actually got hit by a car this winter <gasps> while she was out running. I don't know if oh. she was dancing at the time, but she talks about it. Was she insta-storying it. when she got hit? Not when she got hit, but she did <laughs> insta-story very closely afterward, and she just has a really good sense of humor about, like, how okay. ridiculous it was that, you know, her she had 19 stitches in her face or whatever. <laughs> like, she's just, like, she's amazing as far as her business goes. She's really good at branding and all of that kind of right. stuff, but then she's just hilarious. So, Oh, gosh. I can't wait. I wrote it down. I can't yes. wait to find her. Yes, I can't wait to hear what you think. So fun. Okay, Okay, so fun. We got to get these questions over with. (laughs) Sorry. Okay, what is too much? I'm a podcaster. I know it's like it's great. I love it. It's. (laughs) I thought, oh, this will be a quick one, and then we're just like every single thing we have something to talk about. Okay, (laughs) what is your favorite movie? This probably won't be a short answer either. My my all time favorite movie. Yes. Okay, it's Coal Miner's Daughter. Okay. Have you ever seen it? Yes, I have. That's a good pick. I don't know. Like, it could be on any time. I don't care. Thanksgiving morning. I don't care what I'm doing. If it's yeah. on, I'm going to turn it on. I'm going to watch it. I, I love, love that. that movie. That That is great. That is like, you've got mail for me. I, I don't oh, care when it's on. Yes. Just like, I will always DVR it if I see if it's that it's coming on doesn't matter that I have the entire thing memorized I love yep. it yeah I love that movie too it's definitely in my top five but yeah. I don't know what it is about coal miner's daughter it's like it's funny. I don't know it, it's her story like yeah. you know coming from nothing and making it big I just love that movie awesome okay the acting is so good too yes yeah she did sissy basic is awesome yeah okay where would you put yourself on the crunchiness spectrum if zero is totally not crunchy and 10 is like legs unshaven, dreadlocks in your hair, singing Kumbaya <laughs> by the fire? Oh, gosh. I'm embarrassed. I'm like maybe a four. Okay. <laughs> like really not not very crunchy at all. Do I'm, I need to elaborate? No, but I just like when people are honest with their numbers. I appreciate. Well, I mean, I use like crystal deodorant and I use like Tom's toothpaste, you know, like oh, I try to be good. You're more crunchy than you give yourself credit for. Really? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Good. I think I, a I mean, lot of I people would just use like standard products for those things. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I try a little bit, but like I don't buy all organic food. I buy yeah. some organic food, but you know. I think so, that you should give yourself a solid five. Really? Yeah. Because I feel like I have a lot of room to grow. But well, I'll do it if you think We so. all do. But five, that's still five more points of growth. <laughs> I, think, I think just the fact that you're using natural toothpaste and deodorant, you should receive some kudos for that. Okay. Yay. I'll take them. <laughs> okay. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. It was so much fun chatting with you. It was a blast, Mackenzie. And I want to thank you, too, just for being supportive of me. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, as a podcaster, I um, really, really appreciate people who are willing to step out of their little bubble and say, hey, let me help you or let me 
give you some advice or, you know, I, I think it's rare to find people like that. And so oh. you're one of those people for me. And I just want to say thank you. Oh, well, I enjoy it. It's fun. And I learn a lot from it, too. So I'm just glad to have like <laughs> podcasting buddies. <laughs> I know. Me too. Yeah. So glad. All right. Well, we should do this again sometime. It was a lot of okay. fun. Okay. For sure. We will. Right. Thanks, girl. Bye. Isn't Angie so fun? She's just lovable. I loved being able to hang out with her and chat with her. And I hope that you are walking away from this episode feeling inspired to really pursue creativity with your own family. And heck, maybe move to Orlando so that you can have season passes to Disney World. I know that's awfully tempting to me right now. As always, thank you to all of you who've been leaving ratings and reviews in iTunes. It is so appreciated and helps to get the word out. And if you ever feel like spreading the word on Facebook or Instagram or any of those good places, that is always appreciated as well. Next week, I'll be back with Jody McKenna, and we'll be talking all about our journeys with makeup, how she totally didn't wear any makeup at all for 40 years, and now she has changed things up, and how I have always been a makeup lover and what that's looked like in my life. We'll be leading in to our big month of makeup and facial care in the Patreon account, as I mentioned. So if you're interested in either getting more information about makeup or just taking your makeup routine to the next level or how to take care of your face better or even how to break into using natural facial care products and makeup, then be sure that you sign up for Patreon for March because it's going to be a big, fun month. I'm so excited. So go to patreon.com forward slash cultivating the lovely and we will see you also in our private Facebook group. Okay, ladies, I think that's all for this week, but until next time, go be bold and gracious. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.